0: gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today you are listening to the sports wire my name is vinny Abisella. and today is no uh friday right yeah friday november 22nd 2019 and uh, i've got a jam-packed show for you today i did not do one yesterday simply because well uh i just never got around to it i was just way too busy and well i just couldn't do it but I'm back here today, and I'm ready to do one now. So here we go. Uh, big, <laughs> big stuff. Uh, you know, Jim Cornette is still in the news. The uh, ratings came out for Wednesday night, and NXT finally won the week. Over 960,000 people compared to AEW's 800, and, I believe it was uh, 870,000 or something like that. So it was a, it was a slight win. You know. But it was still a win. More people in general tuned into wrestling. Um, as far as demographics go, the only one that NXT won was the 50-plus crowd. But, you know, what? whatever. It's not a war. <laughs> um, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, the downfall, the, the, you know, AEW keeps saying it's not a war, but yet they keep sending shots against WWE. And then somebody came up with, why is it so bad for AEW to send shots at WWE? Look at what Eric Bischoff was doing during the Monday Night Wars back in, you know, the 90s. And all the shots and McMahon fears ratings and, and, and you know, whatever. So, uh, the, I responded. And the, problem, the difference being that WCW, in the form of both NWA and WCW, had been around for decades... Uh, Making Talent. And, and, you know, they'd been around. They had pay-per-views. They had syndicated shows. They had a weekly show on Saturday night before the Monday Night Wars. Okay? So, coming into the Monday Night Wars, they were already an established company. Now, maybe they didn't necessarily... They weren't fully mainstream because they were on TBS and TBS, you know, regional, Saturday Night Southern, whatever. But they were still known you know so they just got a bigger audience and you know that's why they were able to take the shots at WWE not that it was great or not that it was good business or whatever but they did have some they did have a backing behind it you know they were able to back it up instead of just all right so AEW in my opinion is not going to last very long and in order to last longer than I expect it to, they need to shape up. They need to, see, they, they need to stop being, you know, reactive or being specifically the little brother to the WWE. And, and here's what I mean by that. I watched almost all of, of Dynamite on Wednesday night or, or from Wednesday night. Um, I haven't finished it all because my internet went down. But for the most part, I watched it. And here's the thing, okay? They're still in their honeymoon period. They they have a huge indie-based following, you know, gamers because the Young Bucks and Omega are big gaming people. And, you know, and the indie guys and whatever. But they're showing too much stuff on their shows that indie guys do. And that's because they basically got a whole ton of indie guys with the exception of Jericho, Cody, and Moxley. Young Bucks, for as big of names they are, where have they actually wrestled? New Japan, Ring of Honor. They're indies in in, in, in the U.S. Omega, same thing. You know, yeah, he had WWE Developmental, but, you know, he never made it to the WWE. Um, so, you know, and and the Young Bucks were in TNA for a cup of coffee as Generation, I think, what, Generation Me or whatever. Uh, but they have a bunch of indie guys other than Moxley, Jericho, and Cody and, Go- and Goldust. And, you know, even MJF, for as good as he is, you know he's been on MLW, but he hasn't really had that experience of a major, uh, a major company like, like the other ones I named. So here's the th- here's the thing, all right? They're catering to the indie crowd. If you watched Dynamite this past Wednesday, or or at least on demand or whatever, and you watch that dy- uh, Dynamite dozen battle royale where the winner the two winners of the Battle royal uh, go on to wrestle next week f- to win a diamond ring, which is quite dumb. But whatever, that's their gimmick. WCW did that for a while, the Battle Bull Ring, remember? <laughs> more more, more uh, comparisons to WCW, that's all they need. But anyways, um, and it was a 12-man over-the-top rope Battle royal. okay? 12, 12, 12 guys. Okay, and here's the problem. They say that they don't want to be the WWE. They say they, you know, they're they're making these shots at WWE and and, and everything, and but yet Billy Gunn comes out and his on Titan Trial video and and ring music are DX inspired, if not just like an, a slightly different instrumental version of the DX song with no lyrics. And then his Titan Tron is, you know, the black and neon green with an X there. And, you know, it's like, really? Like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Billy Gunn made his best success as part of the New Age Outlaws as part of DX. I get that. But he's in a new company now. You can't use the same gimmick. And, you know, I'm kind of surprised WWE hasn't gone for gimmick infringement yet. But whatever. I'm sure he's used something similar like that on the Indies, so... It worked out, whatever. But the other thing is, okay, so they had um, Sonny Kiss, who, you know, big-time subject of debate because of his lifestyle choice as a cross-dresser and, you know, whatever, drag queen. Um, He comes out there and starts twerking right in front of Billy Gunn. And they're selling. oh, Mister, you know, Billy Gunn, he, he, you know, he really loves, you know, he really loves asses, this that The other thing. You know, and then Billy does, turns around and whatever, uh, shows his, you know, shakes his butt a little bit. But it wasn't nearly as bad as what what Sonny Kiss did to Tommy Dreamer in that Double or Nothing Casino Battle Royale. That was ridiculous. Um... But then you had Marco stunt in there. Okay, he didn't really do too much. He got tossed around like a you know like a little kid, like he should have been. Um, Orange Cassidy comes up to Billy Gunn, and starts you know puts his hands in his pockets and starts to lightly kick Billy Gunn's shins, and then that stupid you know light side kick. And it's like, really? Why? Like, number one, in a real fight, the guy would have had his head knocked off after the first time he tried it. I mean, and if and if a. W. is trying to do legitimate, you know, make it look like it's a legitimate fight or whatever, a legitimate sport, Orange Cassidy would be nowhere near it. Marco Stunt would be nowhere near it. Sonny Kiss would be nowhere near it. Um, but... Whatever, that's their prerogative. I just don't see mainstream audiences liking that stuff, I think. And then also Jimmy Havoc coming back in after being eliminated and stapling people with a freaking staple gun. He stapled people, yes, he stapled people in the crotch, stapled people in the stomach and the, the hand, and it's like, Really? You know now I understand Jim Cornette saying you know the out out outlaw mud joke goof, you know because that's what that's what they are, that's exactly what they are, mainstream, you know that and that's one of the reasons why ECW couldn't get over is because mainstream, uh, mainstream sponsors wouldn't pay for that kind of garbage. And and with the current. A situation at TNT where I think they split ad revenue or whatever. They, you know, All Elite has to produce, you know, they have to produce a show that people are going to want to sponsor. And I'm quite sure that, you know, TNT is going to be looking at stuff and be like, what the hell is this? This isn't what we signed up for. Good parts about the Battle royal. At the very beginning, Christopher Daniels comes out dressed like Ray Phoenix, and eliminate you know helps to eliminate uh, Pentagon, and then MJF and Hangman Page were the two winners. They'll go on a fight next week, which was pretty you know pretty good. Uh, I I liked it. I, I liked that that ending. I liked how it came out, and you know I'll look forward to that match next week. Um, early you know the match that kicked it off was Ray Phoenix versus. Uh, Nick Jackson, I think, one of the one of the young bucks. Nick, ja- yeah, Nick Jackson, and the match was all high spots, all flippy, flippy stuff, which we know is um, the calling card of the young bucks, which is a calling card of, you know, most of the talent there. And I say talent loosely, but there's no um, psychology to it, no selling. Uh, Ray Phoenix had an awesome-looking diamond cutter, RKO, ace crusher, whatever you want to call it, cutter, on the floor, on the cement floor. They go to commercial, and then, you know, the young buck is backfighting. Nick Jackson is backfighting. It's like, seriously? And then he, he you know, uh, Phoenix ends up winning later on with a muscle-buster-type move. And it's like, Seriously? How can you, you know, it's, again, no selling. No, that, that diamond cutter to the outside should have been it. Ray Phoenix gets back in the ring. Matt, uh, Nick Jackson can't get the count. It's a count out victory. Or you roll him back in and, you know, Phoenix pins him one, two, three, just like that. Or maybe even kicking out at two and a half because he took time to roll him out. But on RKO, on the cement, should have been the victory, in my opinion. All right, next up. Proud and powerful, you know, Ortiz and Santana against private party. Here's the problem with the AEW referees; they don't know how to adapt. Okay, and again, this is unfortunately the problem with a scripted environment, you know, with with professional wrestling, sports entertainment nowadays. Okay, but the difference being, the WWE referees. Understand and know how to ad lib or adapt if something happens and somebody misses their spot or misses their timing or whatever during the match during that, that match, um, I think it was uh, what was it Proud and, uh, I think it was one of the private party members had either Santana or Ortiz down for a cover and for a pinfall. Referee goes to count one, two, and stops the count. The shoulders weren't up. The idea being that, you know, somebody was supposed to be, someone was supposed to pull the referee out of the ring, and they missed their cue. So, the referees just stuck with the, you know, they didn't, they should have just done the shoe pinfall and and figured out a way to get out of it afterwards. But, you know, I understand they're going through groan pains, but... The problem is they they have the audience that they should be going after and the audience that they are going after. The audience that they should be going after are the, A, the sponsors, but B, they should go for the mainstream wrestling fans, the fans that are clamoring for something, an alternative to the WWE ever since WCW closed in 2001. Impact couldn't do it. Ring of Honor couldn't do it. MLW couldn't do it. New Japan is big, but they're over in Japan. You know, so this is the first time, and a billionaire is backing it. So do it the right way. You've got Chris Jericho as your world champ. All right, great. Next week, you've got Chris Jericho defending the title against Scorpio Scott. That's going to be a, trans, uh, <laughs> a transactional. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome match. And I'm looking forward to seeing that but and then hangman page and, and uh and mjf for that diamond uh, dynamite ring or whatever it is um those matches are going to be great but it's what else happens on the show is that's the problem they have to build their characters up okay especially if they're going to do a women's division the right way they have to build it up okay Because right now, you've got a ton of Japanese girls that nobody's heard of. And I'm not saying anything against the Japanese. They're fantastic. But you need to introduce them to the mainstream American audience. Your first world champion should have been either A, Britt Baker, or B, Nyla Rose. Why? Because those are two women that are well-known in the United States, okay? And one is your top babyface, with Britt Baker, supposedly, Even though she looked more like a heel this past week. But Brick Baker is your main baby face and Nile Rose is your monster heel. Okay? And it's just, that's how you should be doing it. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. Okay? That's all there is to it. We don't need that many Japanese girls at a time. You know, you want Riho in there 98 pounds? Fine. You know, but she should never win the championship or she should come very close, kind of like a Mikey Whiprack, you know? Being a tag team, you know? Being a stable, you know, maybe become a heel where you have to cheat to win. You have a manager to to help you win. That's a possibility. But not to the point where Riho beats Nyla Rose. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. But that's just my opinion. All right. Um, More backlash on Jim Cornette. Uh, He said he's going to talk about it on his podcast tomorrow. uh, Today, later today, the Jim Cornette Experience. I recommend you checking it out. Okay. Now, like I said, he and I don't see eye to eye when it comes to politics. Because he's a staunch Trump hater. He's definitely got Trump derangement syndrome. But at the same time... When it comes to wrestling, he's spot on. And, you know, it's like he doesn't, as far as I know, I don't think he has a racist bone in his body. You know, and nothing he said was racist or meant to be racist either. So that's that. All right. If uh, Thank you all for listening, as always. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with another show. My name is Vinny Apicella. You can follow me on Twitter at V. SWE. You can follow SportsWire on Twitter and Instagram at Audio. Email us audio at gmail.com. And then go to our Anchor.fm page, which is uh, www.SportsWireAudio.com. You can go ahead and spo- uh, support or sponsor the show uh, right from that page. And uh, you can also donate to my No Shave November uh, uh, charity as well for this month. No-Shave.org slash member slash Vinny A81. Okay, so I'm gonna end this show for right now. Have a good night, everybody, or have a good day, and I'll see you back here tomorrow, right here on the Sportswire.